This is Amateur Logic, episode 109 for October 15th, 2017, our 12th anniversary. This episode of Amateur Logic was brought to you by MFJ, the world leaders in ham radio accessories at mfjenterprises.com, and by ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. See how ICOM can help you make the most out of contest season. Welcome to Amateur Logic episode 109th, our 12th anniversary special. I'm George. I'm Tommy. Happy anniversary. I'm Emil. And I'm Mike. And Mike is standing in for Peter tonight. Peter couldn't be with us. He's been feeling a little under the weather this week. Um, we won't go into it because it'll probably make the bloopers already. <laughs> so, uh, Peter, hope you get to feeling better soon and uh, planning on seeing you back here with us next month. Mike, you've um, wow, you've you've been a a busy fellow, I guess. Uh, now that you're teaching at the school there, the, the Hawkins EV <laughs> School. Yeah, can I can I come borrow the Heath kit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been really busy, and actually, it's given me actually some time to uh, work on a few projects. So it's it's been good that way, but in other respects, not so much. Uh, start a new job last, well, it hasn't been a year yet, but, uh, uh, that's keeping me really busy. So I haven't had a lot of time to do much else. Uh, new yeah. company or a new job at the same company? Same place, same, actually same department, different, uh, different role. Okay. So. Well, cool. Okay. Hopefully it's a good one for you. Yeah. It has been a tough week at work, Tommy. I've spent a lot of time at the transmitters <laughs> this week no i won't use that joke again it'll be in the bloopers so. i'm sure <laughs> however it's been one of those kind of weeks and and i'm sure all of you will understand what i'm talking about where you're wearing uh, electric tape band-aids you know has any, anyone here ever worn an electric tape band-aid before i've not used electric electric tape when i've had a scotch tape one before that'll work too you know that's that's when you're working out in the field somewhere and you um, you cut yourself and you don't have any band-aids, so you just take a piece of paper towel or whatever you got because uh, you always got some electric tape. Uh, you put put one together. Scotch 33? Uh, yes, yeah, Scotch 33 is recommended. The 88 is just a little bit stiff. You can't bend yeah. your knuckles. As good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, busy week. What about you? You've been out in Dallas, haven't you? Yeah, same old, same old. It's yeah. just been kind of routine week for me. Yeah. Hold on, that might be the phone. Yeah, that, surely not. <laughs> surely, I mean, that every, the transmitter. Everything was going so smooth. No, I didn't call that phone. Oh. <laughs> That's probably some spam. Did, but, did we mention this is the Friday the Thirteenth episode? It's yeah. Jason calling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I've got the solution though, Tommy. And 
And <laughs> here it is right here. Uh, you think that's going to help? Yeah. It's, <laughs> nice. it's, it hasn't uh, got that bad yet. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it has. It's, uh, you, wouldn't get, you got the big ones, too, man. Yes, WB, <laughs> Wayne's Beer. I got the mosquitoes. Part, so things party on, George. Up. Yeah. Party on, Tommy. <laughs> These are Wayne left here at Field Day, so... Uh, you know, it's it's an anniversary special, so and th- they've already hit the expiration date because I looked at the bottom of them later. <laughs> Did so they really? I think uh, just barely. So I'm sure they're fine. It's just maybe not not quite as tasty as they normally would be. Email. What's been going on down south there? You just had a hurricane, didn't you? Well, yeah, yeah. We've been. Uh watching a few of them come through you know texas and then florida and then mississippi uh got its uh, share last week and uh we've been doing a lot of uh preparing and you know we thought that last one was coming right through uh slidell in fact but we kind of lucked out and it went to the east of us but we were prepared nonetheless and me and mike must be on the same schedule i just started another uh job too so getting that's what's been keeping me busy for sure Okay. Yeah, you guys looked out as far as that last hurricane. It, uh, luckily, there was some damage, but uh could have been a lot worse than it was. Absolutely. So it was pretty weak considering. Oh, yeah, it was. And, you know, we didn't really get anything here. They were kind of pr- preparing us for it a few days in advance. And, you know, it actually, I don't think it even rained here. So it, it took a turn after it yeah. hit the coast. Every time we tape Amateur Logic or Ham College, we stream it live, and we are also have uh, some hijinks going on in that chat room. So, pretty yep. fun place. And did did we mention what that day is, it was? That is Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we know who um, we can thank for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Photoshop guy strikes again. Yep. I love I love those Photoshop pictures you do. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, they, they I, really I are. still want one of the. Uh, I think the Duck Dynasty one's probably my favorite one, and I I'd pay good money for one like a big wall size. Oh yeah, that one was good. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know I kind of like the. Well, I, I like the one where you were. No, that was the Christmas um, catalog, wasn't it? Where oh, you with the potato that, gun? Yeah, with the, with the Tommy the, gun. The yeah. Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was. All right, well, let's get on into the show here. Oh, by the way, uh, this is going to be the last week that you'll see this uh, radio and power supply. Yeah, because she's going to my house. No, nope, not going to your house. Oh, going to somebody's house. Going to somebody's my house. My house? No, nope, not your house <laughs> either. And not, not Mike's or Peter's. But, um, hey, we'll be uh, announcing a winner here uh, in just a little bit. Yep. A little later in the show tonight. So somebody's going to be really happy. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully, whoever wins it's in the chat room. Well, yeah. well, James you know was saying he was – go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say we're hanging out for – we're waiting out for the uh, 7610. Oh, We're holding okay. out for that one. Oh, you're going to wait and win that one? Yep. Okay. Uh, I want that receiver. What, what's the receiver they just released? That's the uh, oh, receiver's pretty 8, awesome. Yeah, yeah. R, R eighty six hundred. 
Yep. Which, well, we'll be doing some more on that in the future. Definitely. I have a feeling. Well, I've got an email here that um, came from one of our viewers. And I just, well, I just happened to uh, be using what he was talking about here. Uh, that? As a matter of fact, yesterday. No, not that. I meant this. The blue case. Yeah, I don't know. Not that either. Um, it's from Jim Ryan. He said, hello, Mr. Thomas. And I guess he was talking to my father. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, I enjoy your methodical approach to electronic radio communications on both amateur logic and ham nation. I'm studying for my technician exam and planning to build my own pine board projects. I used to obtain supplies from DigiKey, Jamaco, Fordham, uh, but of course, uh, Heath Zenith is gone. I'm writing to inquire where one can buy the Rigol oscilloscope. Um, can you point me in the right direction? And I was using my Rigol oscilloscope just, uh, well, this week working on that transmitter. Here's where <laughs> you can find it right here, tequipment.net. I bought my scope from there. I bought uh, my spectrum analyzer from there, uh, fluke meter. I've, I've bought a good bit of gear from them. They usually have pretty good prices. Tommy, have you got an email over there? Well, I just so happen to have one. Okay. If I can put these on, I'll be able to see it. Good idea. I've got one that says, uh, this is from John, and WA8YXM. Watching a recent, not the latest Amateur Logic episode where you were talking about a program that lets your DV dongle access D-Star with a Mac and a mic using a mic and speakers and headphones. Is there anything for Windows that lets you do that? Just a computer, a dongle, a headset, speakers, slash mic, kind of like you do with a remote ham. Uh, an RC4 client, which I'm not familiar with that. Uh, anyway, uh, nothing has excitement like... <laughs> that's a tagline. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to read yeah, that. You don't need to read anyway, that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I did a show on the, or a segment on that. Uh, the Dutch D-Star guys have a, show, a program called DV Node, um, and it, it works. And also... There's a new one out, uh, Blue DV, which works with uh, the DV3000 mm-hmm. and um, and the Thumb DV, a lot of those. And it, it's a pretty awesome program. Uh, PA7LIM has it. And if you Google, you can find that. It's uh, They've got a Windows version, Android, uh, Raspberry Pi, a lot of them. Cool. So there's a lot of support for that stuff yeah. now. All right. Well, that's good information. Well, email. I think you've been working on something seasonal down there, haven't you? I have, and it's uh, seasonal to the use of uh, some ambient spookiness with the pie. Okay. Hello, George and Tommy. I just wanted to take a little time to show you that the pie this year is going to be used for some ambient spookery. And by that I mean basically sound effects. The uh, pie has this program built in called Sonic Pie, 
which can be used to generate all sorts of uh, interesting music, if not ambient sounds and effects. So just an example of that here is the uh, little script I wrote, which is literally a um, <coughs> six-line code. And you might recognize this music from the uh, segment where Tommy and George got abducted by aliens at Field Day. Um, so with this and many other buffered type scripts, you can make uh, pretty interesting background noises for your uh, Halloween spookery. So I'm just going to run through another one here. These are all, you know, very short scripts written by several people, or me, um, that actually come bundled with the pie. They're part of Sonic Pie. And uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. And uh, definitely a, a, a good ambience <laughs> if you're going to have maybe set it out by the uh, pumpkin or the candy bowl or wherever you're sitting. However you do uh, your thing on uh, Halloween. So while that's running, I'll also show the um, one of the things I found on the, you know, you have the fireplace scenes for Christmas time. Well, there's also the uh, spooky edition of the same. Here's a fireplace scene that I found. It's pretty interesting. It's literally six hours worth, which runs pretty good on the pie considering it's uh, HD. And it's some pretty spooky wind noises with some subtle lighting changes in this room, which has some very interesting objects in it. But, uh, <laughs> again, ambience from this little pie. Ween, everyone. <laughs> there are quite a few uh, interesting videos on uh, the, the YouTube fronts as far as this goes. Lots of uh, good compilations. Um, plus, you could also play your own music. Um, with the OMX player that's built in, or your own um, MP3s or whatever you might have, wave files, sound effects, the OMX player is the command line version of the uh, player that plays just about every format I could find so far and stick on this pie. So, happy Halloween everyone. Wow, that was spooky, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, I've seen that Sonic Pie program on there so many times, and I've yet to run it, not one time. Yeah, I, I ran it uh, one time. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Did you get scared? But, well, no, I didn't really get that far with it. didn't have any speakers <laughs> up to my pie, so I gave it's up. Not what, it's not what most people think at all. It's uh, the guy who made it. There's an uh, uh, Englishman who... Basically, wanted to teach kids how to program. Yeah, 
in Python, in Python, but the uh, the um, purpose of it is almost like the dance mix type music or trance type music, and you you can edit as it's playing all these parameters. So that's where it comes in good for Halloween. You can mess with the delays, the uh, not like the sound effects, but the actual way it's playing it. So it's it's different. Yeah, well, it was really cool. I'm gonna have to go back and play with that song. Where did you find that reverb? That re- that reverb was in Sony Vegas Studio when I oh. rendered the video. Okay, so you weren't in a haunted house. That, that. No. Okay, well, we just wanted some clarification on that. We, we weren't sure. Well, spooktastic email. <laughs> Great job. You know, the amateur logic swag... Gets around pretty good. Do I see some right now? Do, do I happen to spot some right here I on see, the show? I see some. Yep. I see quite a few pieces of it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot you had some on I had some on <laughs> And you. Well, Mike, have you got on a hat up there? I sure do. And I'm due for another one, though, I think. It's starting to get a little fun, uh, sun faded. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's more looking charcoal black these days than it is black. Originally, it was really a nice dark black, huh. but it's 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 seen a lot of use. Yeah. Well, you know the hat really gets around a lot, and well, I've got a, a few examples here. Um, you know, our friend John Baggett, K one B A G. Yeah, travels. he's in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, he's usually in there. You know, he travels a good bit, and. Uh, he follows the hat around, and the, the hat just happened to be... Where did the hat take him this time? Peach Tavern. But well, he said there were no, uh, you know, friends and family discounts, Peter. He was kind of... Oh, wow. We'll yeah. have to talk with Peter next month when he gets back yeah. about that. I wanted to show you something right here. This is um, a Zoom on uh, Peach Tavern, you know, where we were just at. See those bumper stickers in the background there? Barely. Uh, there's one there that says K-Pig. Oh, cool. You remember K-Pig? Oh, yeah. I used to love to listen to that. Yeah, me too. I used to be a big uh, K-Pig listener. It says K-Pig 1510 AM. For a brief while, they had an AM signal in, in San Francisco, and uh, apparently the bumper sticker somehow made it to Peach Tavern. Yeah, I think they called it. It said Freedom, California. Oh, yeah, it's in the... I, I think that's where it's licensed too. Okay. Saw it in the Santa Cruz area, but uh, you know, I, I really used to enjoy listening to it. We, we, uh, no, I don't listen to it anymore. But yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It, you could hear things on there you just didn't hear on most yeah. other stations. Yeah. Uh, of course, the hat didn't stop there. As I mentioned, you know, he's got a bone to pick with you too, Tommy. He's back at Tommy's joint, and still no. Friends of the family discount. If, if you would have just let me know you were going, I would have called ahead. You need to make a list of, of special friends there for the joint. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to. Just email me your call signs and if you're going to be going, and I'll go ahead and call ahead. And it was also, well, it was in Fort Worth. Right there at the uh, oh, cool. Fort Worth Water Garden. You were out there in my neck of the woods. Yep. From there, uh, it made a stop in Arizona, 
But you know, it's not just uh, our friend Mike up in Canada and our friend John who have a hat and wear it around. There's another. Hey, I don't know if, if uh, right. this guy. There's a lot of people tonight. with the hats. There are. This one right here, oh, though. Man. Is, Ralph. Yeah, our friend mm -hmm. Ralph Mills. I can't remember his call sign right now. Maybe one zero P. Yeah, O P. You can't remember it, huh, George? <laughs> it worked good, didn't it? That was a good one. <laughs> I know you and I almost fell for that. What's that, Mike? <laughs> Which blooper number is that? <laughs> Yeah, he said after forty plus years of driving, and uh, six and five or six and a half years of being a radio amateur, finally broke down. Sent Maine State uh, DVM twenty five dollars for vanity plates with his call sign, and he says at least it's uh, plate numbers that he'll remember, and that's true, Ralph. You will remember those even if I don't. Yep. And look, you know he's even got. A matching tag there for the pedestrian mobile as well. <laughs> so. Sure does. But awesome. it, it doesn't stop there, Tommy. The, oh, the swag the, continues. The swag just keeps on coming. Yep. Our friend Matt Bowman. Yeah, I know Matt. He was at Ham Radio Outlet. Yep. Right there. It looks like he's got your shirt on. Yeah, look, yeah. I got, thanks for sending it back, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tommy kind of need for the show. Got it night. just in time for the show. Yeah, but the hat's an international traveler. You know, it did just it doesn't stop at the Canadian border. You know, it it doesn't stop at uh, the Texas or California. Oh, you mean it goes farther than it that? It goes farther than that. As a matter of fact, our friend uh, Tomei, you remember Tomei? I sure do. Uh, from Finland. I can't tell if he's got the hat on up under that or not. I don't even know where he is other than, I believe it's Finland. Looks like he's on a tower or something. Yeah, it looks like it. But, um, you know, so he sent a few pictures of where the hat's been over there. Oh, yeah? Sent me an email. He said, hello, George and Tommy and um, the rest of the crew. Where has the hat traveled? It's kind of a surprise. I can't tell what kind of animals those are attacking the hat there, but it says Finland. Do they have drop bears in Finland? It looks kind of like a what? drop bear, doesn't it? It kind of does. Is that a moose, Mike? <laughs> it's got antlers, I can tell you that much. Yeah. It's some kind of hybrid. Yeah, it's got like the feet of a koala bear, and it's got antlers of a moose, and Nose the body of a mouse. Sure. Yeah. I know whatever's stuck on the head of that radio is scared of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, is that, I don't know if that's Coley, if if that's how you pronounce that, if that's where the hat actually was. Maybe that's a, a city over there. I don't know. Maybe he'll clarify for us. Yeah. He, I'm sure he'll watch us. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm and sure he will. He, he may be in the chat room. Sometimes he's in there. Uh, you know, also the hat follows him to work some days as a paramedic. Oh, cool. There it is right there. I didn't realize that's what he did. Yeah, and he said also, uh, he sent me another one. He said, the hat surprise again. Just found the hat preparing for WRTC 2018 competition with Genuine German Coffee Maker. 
Thanks for sending all those pictures in. The hat, the hat is really well representing, and yeah. the, and the red shirt, and the red shirt. Yep. Yeah, we saw some. Uh, well, we saw some a couple of weeks ago up at MFJ. We, we did. There were the, several there. To, to their forty fifth anniversary, uh, had a good time there. We're going to be releasing that video soon. As a matter of fact, we'll have some uh, something we shot there mm-hmm. a little later in the show, but. We had so much MFJ uh, video that we're going to put together just a special episode with that. Yeah, it, it was a big time. I really enjoyed it. I hope a lot. Of, I know a lot of you win. If you didn't get to go, you really missed a, a good time. Oh yeah, really, really fun time. Saw a lot of good friends there, and uh, made a few new ones. Made a few new ones as well. We will be <laughs> back in just a moment. But uh, speaking of MFJ, let's have a message. Want to sign up for the digital revolution and explore a whole new world of amateur radio excitement? The new MFJ-1204 Universal USB Radio Interface is your ticket to easy digital operation. It's exceptionally quick to set up and use. There's no complex wiring or connectors required. Full USB plug-and-play connectivity powered by USB port, so no external power supply is required dedicated onboard sound card so your computer sound system is not used works with all digital modes using any of dozens of freely available downloadable programs there's a complete line of interface cables to fit most popular radios and it's perfect for base station portable or go kit applications ham radio's digital era continues to expand as new modes emerge and the good news is that you don't need to buy a lot of fancy new equipment to join the fun All it takes is your existing radio, a computer, some free downloadable software, and a sound card equipped USB interface like the MFJ-1204 to get started. The MFJ-1204 stands out because it's faster to set up and easier to use than any other USB interface on the market. The unit comes with no solder jumpers, pre-installed, and a cable design to fit your radio model. If you change radios in the future, simply order a new cable for it and move a few simple jumpers. Connect the MFJ-1204 to any available USB port on your computer and plug the appropriate interface cable into the back of your radio and you're on the air. No need to disconnect a microphone or fumble around with multiple patch cords. Convenient front panel controls for quick receive and transmit levels. The MFJ-1204 supports virtually every data and digital voice mode available today. Whether you're thinking about exploring digital operations for the first time or you're a seasoned veteran, you'll find the compact MFJ-1204 an exceptionally user-friendly and simple-to-use solution. To get on your way to enjoying the digital modes, visit MFJEnterprises.com today. And thanks, MFJ, for sponsoring Amateur Logic. It, uh, it really helps keep us going. Yeah, it does. And uh, that, that's just one product. This is amazing. They've got over 2,000 products. And it seemed like it was just 1,000 just, just yesterday. Just yesterday. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the it's catalog growing. just keeps growing i don't think they ever drop anything everything they've ever made is pretty much still available and they just keep adding more yeah it's it's pretty crazy but uh, we did have a lot of fun there at the at the celebration we're having our own celebration right here tonight and i think i'm going to have another sip of my ud gut here (laughs) (laughs) and 
And while we're doing that, I, we've got a, a little segment here we want to call the Adventures of VE3MIC. Mike, everybody's been wanting to know, what have you been up to, buddy? Well, George, I've been uh, working on several different projects. Um, uh, as you know, I finished that Balan, but I never got around to making a video for part two. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend the other day, actually, um, and uh, I know Tommy, Tommy and I have joked around about it being not cold enough to put up to do antenna work and, and climb towers and such. But um, actually, I've been meaning to replace my G5RV with an off-center fed dipole, but the one edge of my property is pretty thick. It's basically uh, just bush. And with all the foliage still being on the trees, it makes it pretty tough getting back in there to, to string the one leg of the, uh, of the uh, off-center fed. So I've been waiting for the, for the leaves to drop, and everything seems to be delayed about uh, two weeks up here, um, you know, by, by most years. Anyway, uh, long story short, I started to do um, uh, put together pieces of uh, video for part two, and uh, the Balan, um, I never did test it out. But I, I did get around to, uh, to doing some stat static tests, with my little uh, with my little um, Fox uh, Fox Delta antenna analyzer, um, just to see what it would look like if I put a 200 lo ohm load on the output where the antenna would normally go. Of course, being four to one, uh, 200 ohms divided by four is uh, matches it up to 50 uh, 50 ohms at the feed point. So there's a schematic. So basically, this one is a dual core, um, and you can see uh, the blue line represents. Uh, the like the uh, feed point for the antenna, or I should say the antenna connection point, um, and uh, again that uh, that impedance is 200 ohms. Um, so what we do when we want to uh, to test it is uh, we put a, a, a 200 ohm uh, resistive load on it. It's not 100 percent. And then uh, this is uh, this is the page of the website. It's a Fox Delta kit, and uh, it's a pretty inexpensive. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything. Uh, as it as inexpensive, um, so if you're looking for for an analyzer that'll give you some idea of what your antenna looks like on the HF bands uh, for about fifty bucks, you can you can build it. There's a there's a picture of the uh, PCB and uh, it all the uh, surface mounted components. There's only a couple; they're already pre-installed, so uh, everything else is uh, through hole soldering. So there's no issues uh, soldering it up. Um, but anyway, I hooked it up to the uh, to the four to one ballon with the two hundred ohm load on it, and you can see the plot there. And it's 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 interesting because um, when you get to the next slide, there's that little there's that little spike there, and I, I'm not sure what that is. It's like it's something something's resonant at that point, and I'm not sure what that's all about. But um, anyway, it's going to be interesting to see it when I finally get hooked up to an actual uh, antenna. And then I'll I'll sweep it again just to see what uh, what it looks like at that point. But uh, with just the uh, 200 ohm load on it, that's that's basically what it looks like. Um, and if you notice, I don't know if you can see it too well on there. Um, the very top, um, I guess the uh, to the left there, you've got uh, basically 160 meters, 80 and 40, and then it starts to rise. Uh, it's pretty flat on on 80 and 40. Uh, mm -hmm. There's almost no uh, detectable SWR uh, <clears throat> that I was able to measure on it, so it's pretty low. Um, 
and then it gradually gets higher as as you reach the uh, 10 meter band and i think at uh, the highest uh point of the 10 meter band it's only about 1.8 to 1 um it's really not that scientific but at least it gives you an idea of what uh what you're looking at when you connect it up to a load anyway so i've been i've been busy with that and um if you're looking for a real inexpensive uh, antenna analyzer for about 50 bucks it uh, really gives you a nice indication of what your HF antenna looks like. Okay, cool. And uh, I assume the software for it's open source as well. It is. Yeah, you just download it right from their website. Um, and um, I think the fellow who wrote the software is actually, I can't remember his call, but I think he's in Italy uh, that wrote the software. So there's there's a number of uh, people. It's part of an Infinity project. And uh, there's different options you can get. You can get a Bluetooth module for it. Uh, you can get uh, a nice uh, LCD display. So if you don't want to hook it up, mine mine is just basically the uh, standard kit, which you use a USB cable to connect uh, to your laptop or computer uh, to, to view the plots. But you can get LCD screens for it. You can get a Bluetooth option uh, to, to view it on your smartphone or, or laptop wirelessly. So there's a few options there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. Uh, so that's that's one thing I've been working on. It'll be interesting once I get it connected uh, connected to an antenna. What 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 it looks like? That's that's what really matters is yeah. you know <laughs> how it works when you when you get. Well, it I the took air. I took that approach too because I've never wound a ballon, and I I just basically wanted to see if I could do it. Um, um, <laughs> I got to say though, and I think I mentioned this the last time. By the time I, I purchase all the parts and you, you know you factor in your time, um, you could you could build a commercially built one for about the same po- uh, a same price. Yeah. And um, but you get a little bit of satisfaction knowing that you made it yourself. Although, is it as good as a commercial ballon? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah. Good question because I really have not done those kind of tests on a commercial ballon to compare against. So yeah, and I don't have. Uh, this is the only four to one ballon I have. So I, I'd like to stand it up next to a, a commercially made four to one ballon just to see the difference. But uh, I, I, I don't have one at, at at the moment, so I haven't been able to do that. So what else you been up to, Mike? Um, actually, uh, a couple of different things. I, uh, I've been. My latest project has been this uh, Ultimate Three. Um, transmitter for uh, for Whisper. It does a lot of things, and and. Um, Besides Whisper, but uh, uh, I think most people uh, build them up for uh, for that particular uh, digital mode, and it does QRRS and a whole bunch of other little uh, weak signal digital modes as well. But um, I'm just going to open it up here so you can see that it's it's really actually a work of art. Um, Hans is the the designer, and it's 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 all kind of modular. Um, I don't know how well you can see that, but um, um, it's it's stackable boards. And on the end there, um, what I have here, that last board is is an actual uh, switching uh, band switching uh, option. So basically, this this little guy here will, um, depending on what filters uh, you build, and they they're um, you, you order the filters separately, and it's very uh, reasonably priced. Um, and I gotta, I gotta say something before I forget. I always steered away from any project that involved winding toroid cores, and um, 
I can't blame no, you. <laughs> after after building these, uh, honestly, I'm kicking myself for waiting so long because they're they're really not that hard. Um, so anybody that's you know what anybody can do it. Basically, you just have to uh, you have to be able to count to at least thirty <laughs> when yeah. you're winding them. And um, I found this to be helpful as well. This this guy got off of eBay. And it's a it's an inductance capacitance oh, yeah. meter, um, and after I wound each toroid, um, it tells you how many turns to make on the toroid, and it also tells you what the what the inductance value should be. So when I was finished winding, uh, what I would do is I would hook it up to this little meter, and read the actual value. And you know you squeeze the coils the the, the windings a little closer together or spreading them apart, and that'll change the value of your inductance. Uh, so you can fine-tune them. So I basically probably spent an additional uh, couple of minutes on each one, and I tweaked them exactly to to spec, and then I, I dabbed a little bit of nail polish on the windings just to hold them in place uh, before I soldered them onto the board. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting kit. Now, I haven't obviously got it together uh, completely, so it's just waiting for... Um, um, I've done all the electronics, all the uh, printed circ boards. Uh, that's all done. So it's just basically waiting for for wire up and the uh, infamous smoke test. So okay. we'll uh, see how that works out. But so um, how many did you have to wind for that? Uh, in total, yeah. Well, each each uh, low pass filter has three toroids on it, so it, it has six bands. So eighteen, I guess. Oh, wow. um, I, I have to wind in total. So it covers, I've got 80, 40, 20, 15, 10, and 6 on here. And it, it will cycle through each each uh, band um, and uh, and work that way. Wow. Um, what else is going on? Oh, yeah. Um, well, you fellas were, were down in Xenia this year. Yeah. And when I was down there, I picked up one of these uh, open spot. Yeah. Hot spots. But I, I also was thinking about wouldn't it be nice to use this in the car because i'm not i'm not well served by i i'm served by a d star repeater um but there's no fusion up here um there's some dmr up here um but uh overall not not very well served by digital repeaters so i thought oh, i'll try a hotspot in the car so i found this this tp link it's a it's a little miniature wi-fi uh, router, and I've got it programmed there. You just put it in client bridge mode, and what I've got it set up to do is um, it will automatically uh, when I when I turn my cell phone on and set it for um, uh, there's a mode where you can turn the the phone itself into a hotspot. Mm-hmm. It will connect to the wireless router automatically, and then uh, of course that provides the internet connection for the open spot. Um, so it works uh, works quite well. TP Link, huh? That's yeah, t- I've got one TP of those. Link, I think yeah. it's a TP Link twenty thirty. Yeah, this one's a. There's a couple of small ones like this. This one is a. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's a twenty thirty MR twenty yeah, or thirty twenty rather. Okay, um, dyslexia got me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're not expensive either. I think they're around thirty bucks. Um. And uh, they run off of, uh, another interesting thing about it is they run off of, uh, they're USB powered. Uh, so I have uh, USB uh, power in the car. I just plug them in. 
And the uh, the nice thing about the open spot is it remembers uh, exactly what you had it set for. So when you pull a power and plug it in the next time, it just reverts back to exactly the way it was before you powered it down. Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. so it sounds like you, uh, you, you're starting to catch up on some of your projects. You still got some laying around that are... are I, I have files. a box. I wish I could show you right now, but it's kind of buried. But uh, <laughs> I wrote on it, uh, Box of Incomplete Dreams is what's written on the top of the box. <laughs> and it's just loaded. I think this is just three things out of about 25. Uh, so oh. there's there's lots more to go. Yeah, I've, I've got, well, some of the box is overflowed. I've, I've got some in the box and some just scattered all the way, <laughs> everywhere, and uh, some of them. Well, I won't say how long I've had them. I'm I'm starting to use uh, a few of them every now and then. I bought a a bunch of little uh, uh, microcontroller modules or or shields or whatever you want to call them, Ar- Arduino boards and things to add-ons. Yeah. I've been starting to try to play with some of those. You know, they didn't come with any documentation. So you got to hunt it down on the internet and try to find the, you know, what works correctly with it. And um, sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, I brought a bag of uh, different Arduino boards home from Dallas this time. Really? Little Arduino Pro Minis and a whole bunch, several different ones. Cool. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, what were you saying, Mike? No, I was going to say there's never enough hours in the day. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I was going to mention, you know, we talked about it a while back. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but we were talking about Micro Center, and I had picked up, a, well, a, a, a micro SD cable. That's what fits um, the Raspberry mm-hmm. Pis, isn't it? And it had a nice, convenient toggle switch on it, and I told you to pick me up some more of those if you went by and, and saw them. Um, and I forgot and, you know, I was that's there a good this thing. week. That's a good thing. As it turns out, you know, I put a pie in there in the house in the living room, uh, and just just for my own use, basically, so I could, you know, remote back into my computer out here in the studio. And um, my one of my daughters has been using it. My wife's been using it. Everybody's <clears throat> using the pie, <laughs> but. You know, on the the newer ones there, there's that little lightning icon that will, a lightning bolt. Yeah, low, yeah, low current. Low, yeah. He, you know, I was seeing that, and I, I tried two or three different supplies, and all of them were rated at enough current, and, uh, you know, I just kept getting it. But I would, you know, try them out here, and I wouldn't have that problem. Then it occurred to me, duh, you know, the, the cable I'm using is that little one with the switch, and it's not as that heavy a gauge, and there's too much uh, resistance in that cable, too much uh, loss of voltage and current out the end. So uh, something to be aware of there. Just because the connectors fit does not mean that it's going to work right with your Raspberry Pi 3. Uh, I did, I got one of my other ones that didn't have the switch in it, put it on there and cleared everything up. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Tommy, 
you've got something you shot for us this time. It's interesting looking. Yeah, it's pretty neat project. stuff. Yeah. yeah, some uh, Raspberry Pi fun. All right, we got some exciting Raspberry Pi action going on here at uh, MFJ uh, Anniversary. Uh, what's your name? My name is Howard Nurse. My call is W6HN. Okay, it's nice nice to meet you, Howard. Yes, Tommy. And yeah, tell us what you're going to show us. Well, we've uh, we're introducing a new product today for the Raspberry Pi. MFJ will be producing some hardware. I've been working on the software, and it's a very exciting new kind of idea for ham radio. It's called the Rig Pi Amateur Radio Server. Oh, sounds pretty exciting. Uh, we do a lot of am- uh, Raspberry Pi stuff on Amateur Logic, so it's just kind of perfect niche for our audience. Look- perfect ham ham product anyway it very much is i have been doing software for 30 years and this has been the most exciting experience that i've ever had with any project to be able to use a raspberry pi as a full server the power of what it can do the digital mode operation that it can do the logging all the functions that can be that we love as hams can be done on a two and a half by three and a half inch PC, or not PC, but Linux server. Yeah, that's a pretty amazing little piece of hardware. I see you got a KX3 here. Well, is this going to work only with the KX3, or will it work with other radios as well? That's a really good question. This happens to be a, a, a local uh, Mr. Jew's uh, K5FLU's radio, which he has loaned mm-hmm. uh, for today. But the, the program uh, uses open source software. Uh, it will be available completely open to anybody that wants it and wants to tweak on it, but it includes the HamLib uh, software library. So it supports over 200 radios, over 60 manufacturers. This is a uh, collaboration of many hams that have put together the ability to control lots of radios and makes con- uh, uh, making the, it makes contact uh, connecting to radios very easy. Yeah, well, that, that was a great answer. It's the one I was hoping to hear because I know the ham lab stuff, you know, supports a lot of hardware. So that's great news. It does. And uh, the uh, product will have VoIP. Again, it's going to be using an open source program called Mumble. Mumble is available on Android, on iPhone, on Windows, and on Mac. But the beauty of it is that the Mumble server itself runs on the Raspberry Pi. So when you connect to it, you're not connecting to a server in Timbuktu through the Internet. You can connect right to the Raspberry Pi board on a local ad hoc network and have up to 10 or 15 users, all of whom can listen in and talk to each other or to the radio, and they can text with each other. So there's another exciting development that uh, the gaming community has brought to us as hams. Oh, that's great. Great. We're looking forward to uh, checking out your presentation. How, how long do you think before this is ready to hit the market? It's going to be a couple of months. We just got the prototype boards. The, um, there are two boards that MFJ will be manufacturing. The, a uh, CW board for, uh, that uses the very popular K1EL WinKey chip. So if you have the ability to control the WinKey chip now with a program, You'll be able to tie in and directly control the CW keyer. That board is one board that MFJ will have. The second board is an audio board. Uh, the Raspberry Pi has rather limited audio. Yeah. And, in fact, it doesn't have any audio input. 
So we needed a way to solve that, and the popular way of doing that is with a, a USB dongle that provides audio in and out. But we needed more than that. We needed stereo in for some applications. We wanted transformer coupling in order to reduce the problems of hum. And we wanted push-to-talk, which the dongle won't provide. So by connecting up a microphone with a push-to-talk connection to the RigPi audio board, you can do push-to-talk from software. Oh, well, that's very cool. Yeah, we're, it's a, a very versatile product if you're a, an FL Digi fan. Mm-hmm. That'll run on the Raspberry Pi, and you can use this audio board. If you're using a, an Elecraft radio with IQ outputs, you can use the audio board with the Raspberry Pi as a spectrum analyzer. Okay. So it's got yeah. a lot of use. A lot of use. Yeah, I bet you could. Uh, we we tried to set up. Actually, George tried to set up a. Uh, I think it was SV Link, an Echo Link server. Actually, that board may actually work for that because I think we had some issues. For Echo Link, yeah, it's a great application. It works, of course, with Mumble with. Uh, lots of different VoIP uh, services. I'm, uh, as part of my Comcat and Comcat mobile software, I have a dedicated VoIP server that's uh, set up with FreePPX and Asterisk, and this board works perfectly as a client for that. So uh, you'll be able to, to connect to real big servers in the sky. Oh, awesome. That's great, that's great yeah. news. Yeah, appreciate you taking time to talk to him. It's in, uh, we'll check out your presentation. Great. great. Okay, so we have the tuner window, and up across the top, the menu shows keyer, log, and settings. So I'll tap the keyer window. And, again, we see the uh, bank of switches that we saw from, uh, from the tuner window. There are 32 macros that are programmable by the user, uh, band buttons and mode buttons. The box on the left is outgoing text that you want to send by CW, and the uh, box on the right shows the actual transmitted text. So there's a, if there's a slight delay, you can see exactly what's being sent. The log window... Uh, has my log, which has around 3,000 contacts in it, and uh, it's all stored on the Raspberry Pi uh, in a SQL, MySQL uh, database. So you can do anything you want with that uh, uh, database using standard MySQL, uh, actually MySQLi um, con- uh, commands. Up here at the top, we have a a search box so I can type a call in if I can tap it come on and if I put my call in W6HN and do a search it brought up the FCC uh, information for W6HN including name and address and city and state but more importantly, if I close that, you see all contacts with W6HN. So that's one way you can filter contacts. If you're working DX and you want to make sure you didn't work the guy on 20 before, you can put his call in, do a search, and you'll see all the contacts you've made with that particular call. And finally, the settings window, which is really just in its formative stages, lets you use... Um, uh, buttons to select radios and the port and the uh, radio uh, manufacturer and model 
So if I tap the manufacturer switch, you can see this is from Hamlib. There's a complete list of radios, and you can select any radio you want from that list. And then once you've selected it, you can select the radio. And um, so if, for example, we wanted ICOM, I select uh, the uh, ICOM manufacturer. And here are all the IC radios in the list. And this list goes on and on and on and on and on. So just about any ICOM radio is supported. So you just tap that. Most importantly, I see mine in there. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you set the port and the uh, baud rate and the uh, stop bits if you need to. That information is all contained in HamLive as default. So normally you don't even have to touch that. So that's a, a basic overview of the uh, RigPy server. And what's important is that it's really a ham radio server. Uh, I don't know of any other um, software programs that allow you to connect multiple users to multiple radios and multiple VoIP users and texting users all to one server. So there's a lot of interaction that's available. Uh, again, the RigPi doesn't need the internet to do all of this. You can use a, an ad hoc Wi-Fi network and um, do it locally over that Wi-Fi network without connecting to the internet. So the call sign lookup, the logging, uh, the VoIP, the tuning, the radio control, they're all done over the ad hoc Wi-Fi network without requiring some kind of a router and an outside gateway to the Internet. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing it with us. You're welcome. Thank you for asking and showing. That's a pretty neat little device. Though. Oh, yeah, it's cool. He, and he did a really nice job on the software. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it looked impressive. The, the, yeah. When he was hitting those buttons, it looked like it wasn't responding, but it's kind of hard to hit those from, the, from up above and on the <laughs> yeah. side like that. But... Uh, yeah, it's really, really nice. He did a super job. I'm looking forward to that coming out. Yeah. Um, hey, the, you, you know, it's on a Raspberry Pi. It's open source. Um, they did say open source, right? Yep. Yeah, so, they sure did. You know, if somebody wants to to do some additions to it or something, they're, mm -hmm. they're free to do that. MFJ will have the hardware. I don't think you need both of those boards, do you? You can use uh, both. I don't think don't I don't think to. you need both of them. I think yeah. you mainly need the audio board with the keyer on mm -hmm. it. Yeah. What do you think about that, Mike? Uh, I want one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real, pretty reasonable price too, from what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Email it. Uh, runs. You... Go ahead, Mike. Have you are you familiar uh, with the Lime SDR at all? Are you familiar with that? I've I've heard the name, but I don't remember really looking at it. It's it's like the HackRF. You've probably heard of that one. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's SDR. It will transmit as well. But um, they have a Kickstarter on right now um, because I mean most of them are upwards uh, three hundred dollars and up from from there that you can go up to I think over a thousand dollars. Uh, but they're making a mini mini version of the uh, Lime SDR. Um, it has two inputs on it instead of the the normal four. 
Um, but it's gonna it's going to sell for about uh, ninety nine bucks. So that's going to be oh, wow. I think the next kind of interesting little piece of hardware that uh, hams are going to want to get their hands on and, and mess around with. So that's basically uh, Hack RF for ninety nine bucks. Um, pretty much. In fact, um, the uh, transmitter chip that they used in the in the full blown uh, Lime SDR, uh, it's the same chip, the same transmitter chip or transceiver chip, I should say. Uh, as as their bigger model, uh, but it's about a third of the cost. Oh wow, that's pretty interesting. Now. Yeah. If that uh, pans out, I'll be getting one of those right yeah. away. Speaking of Howard, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting backstory to this guy. Yeah, no doubt. Thought we we had finished our interview, but George tells me there's something interesting about your family history and some ties with ham radio. Yes, thank thank you for asking, and not everybody knows it. It's uh, something I don't talk a whole lot about, but my dad was Dave Nurse, W8GCD, and Dave, my dad, was president of Heath from 1964 till about 1981, so he, right in the heyday of all the SB line and all that uh, very uh, large output of great products. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. That's uh, that's a stuff's just kind of ham radio, like that's a big part of the history. It very much is, and uh, no matter who I talk to that is interest is is kind of in an age group, they always say, "Oh my gosh, you're connected to Heathkit." I remember I put a Heathkit together, or my dad did, or my brother did. And uh, most of the engineers that, that were educated after about 1970 or so were all probably all got started in ham radio with Heath Kits. I did. Yeah. Oh, that's an incredible story. And uh, I'm sure you got uh, probably a gazillion of them from coming up around all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was like a kid in a candy store. I would go uh, back to visit my folks. I was in school by that point, but I go home on summer holidays and, and, uh, or summer break and, and holidays and spend my time in the Heath lab, in the engineering lab with the engineers. And I got to see so many uh, interesting products that never made it to market and heard so many good stories about things, the lore of, of Heathkin and all the things that happened during those years. It gave me a whole other insight into what a great company Heathkit was. Oh, yeah. I, I don't own any Heathkit gear right now, but if I ever run across some, I, you know, I'll probably try to pick some up at a ham fest somewhere. If anybody gets rid of it, no, most people hang on to that stuff. That's right. Yeah, and I, if uh, I find somebody that's sort of of that era and was buying Heathkits in those years, I would say, thank you. You helped send me to school. <laughs> so it was a great start to my career as an engineer. Yeah, well, that's a pretty awesome story. I really appreciate you sharing with us. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, he's, he's seen some cool stuff. You know he has. Wow. Um, one, of the, one of those is at the Hawkins Middle School Media Lab. <laughs> yep. As a matter of fact, I used a piece of Heathkit gear today. It's my Heathkit frequency counter. Nixie oh, yeah. tube frequency counter. Nixie tubes. Wow. Nixie tubes. Wow. All the segments still work in it, and the thing is um, calibrated and accurate. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's not battery powered. No, no. No, it's a little big <laughs> and heavy for that. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, that, you know, he must have had fun as a young man. Oh, you know it. Yeah. 
probably had access to some cool cool toys. Oh, yeah. Bound to have. Well, email, I think you've got a Facebook post here you wanted to share with us, don't you? I do. I do. It's um, from our uh, fellow ham and I guess one of your neighbors over there, Frank uh, Howell, I believe is uh, K4FMH. Yep. Somewhere there over there in Ridgeland. And... Um, the uh, he, he mentioned an article and shared an article about uh, uh, a new Super Blend 17 uh, Super Fancy Vegemite mix. And, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know if that's going to make 17 meters work any better or the rotor that spins. But uh, I did notice that Peter had a comment that he said it was a high class axle grease. So it looks like they're moving <laughs> up. Yeah, I noticed someone else there uh, commented that he lived in Australia and he had never heard of that blend before. Yeah, it's, uh, it's non-water-soluble. Like the, well, the other, I think, was pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's just... I know, I'm not trying it from what I'm hearing. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you it ne- didn't kill us. You never know. here. <laughs> No, something could show up here. You just never can tell about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you just don't know. Somebody could. could just stranger could stranger things have shown up here before. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Where are we at on the show rundown here tonight, Tommy? I, I believe a lot of people have. Well, I think they're going to enjoy what we do here next. But uh, first, we just need to take a quick break. Get a message from ICOM and then come back and we're going to have to dispose of this radio Dispose here. of. That's kind of a harsh word. It is. It, it feels <laughs> harsh, too. Heard it, worked it, logged it. It's time to get the transceiver best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of this contest season with one of these. Ideal for the ham on the go The IC7300 is a high-performance HF transceiver with a compact design. Don't miss a weak signal with a combination of a waterfall function and real-time spectrum scope. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. The IC7851 will give you the competitive edge you've been looking for. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this HF 50 MHz transceiver. Reciprocal mixing dynamic, crystal clear local oscillator design, spectrum scope, dual receivers, digital voice recorder, and more. Can't wait for the IC7610? The IC7600 is still available and at a great price. Following in the footsteps of ICOM's flagship radio, the IC7600 offers intuitive operation and the latest DSP technologies. Digital IF filter, dual DSP, 5.8-inch, ultra-wide TFT display, high-resolution, real-time spectrum scope, and more. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all the great ICOM radios. And thanks, ICOM, for sponsoring Amateur Logic. And for supplying the major portion of our 12th anniversary contest prizes here. Yep, that bad boy right there. And making really awesome radios. Oh, yeah, I'm making, yeah, that's a good point too, Emil. (laughs) (laughs) Best receivers I've ever owned. Yep. 
Uh, well, we're about to do the drawing here and announce a winner. So let's just run over the prizes real quick. It's the ICOM IC7300. Uh, probably most everyone out there by now is familiar with this radio. It's the first Japanese ham radio manufacturer to release a software-defined radio, and it's that one right there, the IC7300. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice one, too. I had one at the house, like I said before, played with it a while, yeah. and uh, really hurt to have to send it back. Yeah, we used them at field day, uh, not this year, but the previous year. Uh, they performed great, you know. I, I like the color. Yeah, I like the, the color's the, nice on it. But and it's the, got the touchscreen too. The receiver on it's fantastic. The receiver is good. It's awesome. And you know, I have an IC7700. This thing right here is so similar to it in operation. I yeah. mean, just immediately I knew, knew how to operate it. Performance wise, uh, you know, this thing knocks it out of the ballpark. Uh, that price of radio, there's nothing else that can touch it right now. Yeah, and once you get used to using the SDR on no. the display there, you you will not want to get rid of it because yeah. I got so spoiled to that. Once you've got a, a nice uh, pound adapter on a rig, yeah, it's, that it's is the only way to, to fly. Yeah, it's still in uh, Sherwood's. Uh, what I think it's still in the top twenty. What is it, number thirteen or something like that on on Sherwood's uh, hot receiver list? Probably so, and you know there's. There's other radios out there that sell for ten times, you know, what that one does. Uh, I, I couldn't believe uh, I I was at field day I think two years ago and and that's what we were using as our our primary state. I couldn't believe how light it was. I thought I picked the radio up and it's like there was nothing inside it. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> very very nice radio. Someone's really going to enjoy that. Of course, we've got a power supply. Um, to go with it too what is that tommy that's the mfj um 4230 mvp 12 volt 30 amp power supply and it's a, a compact little switching supply there uh it's got a little little weight to it but it's very small uh this one has the bonding post on the front as well as it's got a couple of pair of anderson power pole connectors here on the rear Real convenient to hook up. Variable voltage control on it. Yeah. Built-in uh, meter that can be switched between voltage and current. So everything you could want in a in a nice compact package there. Yeah, that'll probably be my next power supply. I really like the size of it. Yeah. You're going to need an antenna, too. So we've got one of those MFJ cobweb antennas that we've been talking about. It's the MFJ 1835 uh, five-band cobweb antenna. It's... It's really small oh. for an HF antenna and performs oh, well. Yeah, that's great. I use it at field day. Is it too late for me to resign and enter? Yeah, it is now, <laughs> yeah, because the, uh, the entry's closed. A couple of days ago. ago. Yep, yep. Um, of course, you're going to need some coax, so MFJ is going to throw in 100 foot of MFJ's RG8X coax comes with the connectors installed on it but and, and this is uh well this just bumps it up to a whole nother level here <laughs> be be glad the coax comes with the uh, connectors already <laughs> on it 
because yeah. you probably won't want to put these bad boys on there. That's Whoops, the uh, behind Mike. Amateur Logic commemorative faux gold. Faux filters. gold. These were a major award this they year. Were. They were. They were a major award. And Arnie had his still hung around his. He neck. did. Arnie. Arnie yeah. represents so well. Yeah. He actually gave any us any idea what the. Any idea what the total number you handed out last year or this uh, past uh, handvention? Uh, I don't know no, the whole bag. I really don't know. We, we bought, ended up having to get some more. Yeah, we had to, and we had to kind of look around to find some more because they weren't in that good a supply. They're yet, they're so. hot items now, so yeah. they're hard to come by. And we're running low too. <laughs> well, actually, so, we really are. Yeah, uh, we've got another prize that goes with all of that, and that is. This right here, it's the Heil ProSet IC. It's a uh, Heil ProSet headphones, especially designed. Here, hold this over there. Maybe you can see it a little better. Specially designed to uh, work with ICOM rigs. Um, Very nice. Put in front of the red shirt, yeah. you can see. Nice set of headphones there from Bob. It's also got uh, the phasing switch on the side of it there. Allows you to uh, switch phase on one of the ears, and sometimes that'll help one signal pop out of a pileup and come to the top. So yeah, these uh, these are very nice. I'd actually yeah, like to have a pair of these myself super too. Super comfortable too. What do you think? Are those comfortable? Can we try them? Yeah, you can try them. Let's stick it in my nose. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Just put these right here. No, we can't do that. We got to get it with the radio. So, uh, <laughs> I feel like I went deaf yeah. all of a sudden, my ear, but Yep. So, uh, thanks, Howl Sound, for a nice set of headsets there. And I believe, I believe that's everything you need for an HF station, isn't it? Well, you got those so. two beers right there. We got the two beers, but <laughs> I got to tell you, I've only drank about that much of this one it's uh there's something to the expiration date thing we were talking about <laughs> is it well well the top's still on mine wayne so you're still safe you yeah. can come back get them <laughs> yeah uh so i guess it's time to give it away now that i can hear again yeah all right just before showtime tonight we drew a random number Yep, we and did. We went through all the entries, and it took us a while because we couldn't figure out. Well, we had to count down and find. We had, yeah, we had to the, go old school. We had to go old school and uh, pull out a calculator to figure out how, how far down the list we needed to go. But we ended up hand <laughs> counting them and got the exact winning entry here. Drum roll, drum roll, please. The winner is Ed Thomas, WD8KCT from North Canton, Ohio. Congratulations, Ed. Congratulations, Ed. And no, I'm not kin to him. Don't know him. Uh, you know, I didn't even put that together. I think it's Ed George Thomas. No, it's <laughs> no. <clears throat> no. It's not Well, <laughs> uh, congratulations, Ed. You're, we'll be getting in touch with you and... Uh, We'll be getting this package out to you. It kind of brings a tear to your eye, I know, Tommy, to 
to see the radio. It, it does. I'm kind of getting accustomed to it. Yep. Um, yeah, everybody's saying congrats, Ed, over there in the chat room. Well, you know, I'm in a giving spirit tonight. So somebody said rerun. I'm, you know, you had mentioned it. Cause I'm not, I have to go back and look, but I'm not so sure the last year's winner wasn't in Ohio, too. It, it may have been. It could have been. I don't but it's, it's totally it's totally it random. Was, random. was it Ed? No, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't Ed. Ed. No. Okay. no, it definitely wasn't Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't know Ed. It was, it was Ed. Tommy Martin last no, year. No, it's not <laughs> him either. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. uh, congratulations, Ed. Well, why don't we give away a few uh, uh, consolation prizes okay. here? Okay, I got a half drink beer here we can give away. <laughs> no, yours is full. <clears throat> Actually, mine is full. Yeah. I can't drink that. We'll include it as a pair, though. We'll give you this other one. The partially used one. <laughs> partially used one. Sure, they're a little expired, but, you know. <laughs> no, actually, we've got um, a few things here that we've collected in the studio that you've been looking for a good time to to pass it on. And really, I, I kind of hate to depart with this one right here, Tommy. It's a real classic. We gave away some of this last year. Yeah, we sure did. We still got a little bit of it left. What do you think? <laughs> Genuine crime scene tape. Crime scene tape. Of amateur logic crime scene tape from Dayton Hamvention when we were. You just, if you get that, you just have to send us a picture when you use it, what creative use you had for it. Yes. And there's quite a few, you know, neckties, headbands. uh, We've tried them all. We tried tying Ray up with it to hang on to one of the radios. It didn't work well for that. Not good for putting it across your monitor during a live stream. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) No. So anyway, we'll be shipping this out to someone. I'm just gonna just jump in the list of emails that we got here and just randomly click on somebody, and that somebody is. Eddie Carroll, KD4BAS, in Morganfield, Kentucky. Okay, this this random generator is Ed weighted. We got Ed and Eddie. Can I guess who's going to be next? Edward. I'm just gonna send me a copy of this. So I've got it. I've got it. Okay. So, Eddie, yeah, you'll you'll have some some enjoyment out of this. Probably not as much as you would out of the radio. Yeah, but, but hey, yeah, but it's still. Yep, you're a winner. You're a winner. All right. Next up. Well, I just happened to have and. You know, this this is not for everyone. Uh, the reason is because of the size. But I've got a nice Howl Sound t-shirt here. Cool. Still hermetically sealed. In the hermetically bag sealed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and to go with that, I've got a Howl Sound cap. Man. And now the t-shirt is large. That's the only size I got. Okay. So 
Well, so you guys that need the forex and all, I'm sorry. Yeah, you ain't talking my kind of large. Yeah, this is this is all <laughs> we got. So uh, the hat, it's it's one of those stretchy hats. You know. Yeah. It's supposed to one size fits all. Well, that's if your head is small or medium. But that's all I got. So, so there it is. <laughs> Somebody that can wear a large T-shirt with a small head. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more for you. Give me that. Yeah, take that beer away. From you. <laughs> yeah, I only had a couple of sips. Uh, so anyway. I can I'll see another half speed theater coming up. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, the Howl Sound t shirt and hat. Okay. I'm just going to randomly pick someone out of the list of entries here. Edward. And it's Larry. Let's see. Who is oh. Larry? <laughs> Larry Ed. <laughs> Larry Crawl. Ed Zero AMP. In Colorado Springs. Okay, congratulations, Larry. You're gonna, and when we hope that you can wear a large size T-shirt and a small size medium hat, or if you've got a kid, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Okay, I'm gonna sit this back here until we. All right. Faith has been restored in the number generator. Pick the Larry. Yep, I got him. Okay. All right, next up, what have we got here? We've got a good prize coming up yet, so, you know. Those were great prizes. Yeah. Well, I know you really don't want to depart with these. Because you forgot to bring them tonight, yeah, but you're going to have but, to cough them up. Yeah, got another pair of these bad boys right here. <laughs> the the faux gold PL two fifty nine. Never had solder on them. Yes. Never, Tommy never George's will. Liquidation sale. Everything must go. <laughs> well, it was either that or have a garage sale. Yep. So these <laughs> random drawing, and it's no, it's not an ad, not an ad email. All right. All right. We need a bob. We need a bob. A bob? Well, how about a a Ricardo? Okay. All right. Ricardo Ramirez, A1 4EJ, in Orlando, Florida. What's that called again? KI4EJ. All right. And congratulations, uh, Ricardo. I'm just hanging Maybe. on to these things like I don't really don't want to let yeah. them go. I hate to even think about, you know, how they would act, uh, you know, in all that saltwater environment down in Florida. It, and if you have a creative use for these, too, you can send pictures of that, too. So True. True. We're going to have to buy some more of those things. There. Uh, we need to get a big old barrel of them. Yeah. A wheelbarrow full, Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how much I like to give away Gordo stuff. I yeah, just that's good stuff. Yeah, I just happen to have 
some of Gordo's books over here. Uh, this one right here is a Gordon West technician class study guide. Uh, he's also got a general class and an extra class available. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to give you your choice, uh, the winner here, of whichever one of Gordo's books that you'd like to have. Yeah, a great way to study for your exam. We we highly recommend it. Uh, we refer to them frequently with our uh, Ham College program there. And well, let's pick out another winner, and it's going to be Jeff Corey, KJ six RDC. KJ six RDC. And he's in Rigby, Idaho. And he just happens to be a technician, so... Uh, you probably want a general. You'll probably want a general <clears throat> study guide. So, Gordo will be in touch with you on that, uh, Jeffrey. And do, do, we, do we get the, uh, the special edition with all the uh, Ham College tabs? With all the sticky notes in there? No, you, well, yeah. not unless Gordo personalizes it. This is my... <laughs> My personal copy here, it, well, it's uh, Tommy's, too. It's an autograph to George and Tommy. Best 73. I can't read that, but I I know it says, it says Gordo. in a way. Yeah, Gordo. Right there. Nice. So, one of Gordo's books there. Yeah, you don't get that one. All right. What else we got? Well, we got a got a few things left here. <laughs> KM for NOL in the chat room. Bonnie says, "Don't forget the ladies." Yeah, well, do, do ladies like warm beer? <laughs> All right. This next one here, and I've been wondering what we could do with these. There's a few here, few here that are uh, ladies probably like to have. Yeah. So I've got I've got some bumper stickers that that have collected here. That uh, some of them folks are are really kind of wanting. Yeah. And they've been in short supply. This one is from ICOM. It says Tesla was right. <laughs> and yes he was we've got several of those so <laughs> we're going to send you a, a bumper sticker pack you'll get one of these uh, you'll also get an ICOM ham on board sticker and an ICOM nice night for a moon bounce sticker and I even happen to have some Heil Sound stickers here, too. So um, let's give away some of those. We'll just send them a pack. The whole the whole stack? Well, no, we'll send them one of each. Okay. But uh, let's send this to about, well, let's give out four of those packs. Okay. Uh, first one, i tell you what. I am just going to just randomly scroll through the, chat there and I'm not looking I'm just going to tap on somebody and it's 
NN7X Lee. Alright, so Lee, we're going to be sending you a bumper sticker pack with the uh, three different Icon bumper stickers there and the Howl Sound stickers and I think I've probably got some others around here too that, that we'll include in there. Sure, not as nice as getting a radio, but uh, it's, you know, we got to get rid of them somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're right. pretty cool. A lot of people want them. Yeah, a lot of people want them, especially that Tesla one there. They, mm -hmm. they had run out of those in Huntsville, I think, and those were the last ones. Is there an icon everywhere one? I no, see Amy was asking about that. No, don't have that one. Yeah, we don't have that one, Amy. All right, I'll, let's do that again. You know, that, that was pretty nice. I'm just going to kind of just scroll through the names there in the chat room. I'm just going to tap without looking. And The bot. Look who <laughs> came up. I'll be... I'll be. Yep. Uh, Jerry, AI6TK. Well, Jerry, we know you already own an IC7300. So we'll, we'll just send you some bumper stickers here. And you can stick them on some of your projects or your vehicles or whatever you want. Uh, an assortment from ICOM, Hall Sound, and what, whatever other ones we've got here. And we'll do that two more times. Let's see. KM4ZCU. And Lee says he'll send pictures. So that'd be great. Yeah. Cool. KM4Z Charlie Uniform. Is okay. there a name? No name? Uh, no name. He just... Uh, you can look them up if you want. Yeah, look them up, Perry Mill. All right. Jeffrey so. Beard in Oxford, Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah, we know. Oh, him. yeah. Yeah. I should have recognized the call yeah. sign. So, how many bumper sticker packs have we given away there? That's the third one. The third one. All right, let's do that one more time. You're not going to believe who came up. Ed. <laughs> George. <laughs> George Thomas. Yeah, W5JDX George. No, so, that's not going to work. That's just, uh, <laughs> let's do it again. Wait, it, it didn't even scroll. Uh, Kent, K9AEE. Okay. Congratulations, Kent. You'll be receiving an envelope in the mail from uh, Amateur Logic. And... Okay, Tommy, let's. Um, you've got another nice prize there. I don't think it's got a battery in it. No, we're not. That, those are Wayne's. We can't really <laughs> get those. <laughs> it's got a uh, nice MFJ clock. That's the uh, MFJ148RC. The battery is. Not included, so we didn't have a chance to put the battery in before the show because we just took it out of the box. But that's um, a dual 12 or 24 hour clock, 
you can put your local time zone on one side, UTC on the other side. It's got a built-in 10-minute ID timer. Um, and a light. Yeah, and it's um, radio controlled, so it automatically updates itself. Yeah, I've got one of these. I really things. like it. Yeah, I like it too, and uh, I have one. So let's pick another random winner here. And it's um, Stephen DeVoe, KB2SIX, in Troy, New York. All right, congratulations, Stephen. Yeah, congrats, you'll like that. Yep, we'll be getting that out to you. Well, and I got. I got one more prize here, Tommy. Uh oh. Yep. And this one matches those PL two fifty nines over if there. If you can believe it, anything can be that stylish. Well, it is, and uh, you what, know, were they gold plated SO two thirty nines? No, it's a little nicer than that. But that would be a perfect match. It's. A Heil Gold Elite microphone. Ooh. Very nice. Ooh. Very nice. Hey, now. And this is not just one that uh, just happened to be sitting around here collecting dust. Bob sent me uh, this to uh, to give away. Yeah, that's, that's a very nice mic. Yeah. It's the Gold Elite microphone. It's got a couple of switches on here. It's got one that says uh, narrow or wide, so you can select. If you're going to rag chew, flip it over to wide there. If you want to break a pile up, flip it over to narrow, and it tailors the response of the microphone to, um, to work in either of those conditions. Plus, there's a push-talk button on it as well. So the Heil Gold Elite, nice microphone from Heil Sound. And feels good too. It it's the same size as the uh, PR twenty twos that we use. Yeah, it sure does. And it matches the gold PL two fifty nine. So actually, I think it's a little shinier than they are. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, let's pick out somebody over here. Um, just another random out of the contestants. And it's, who is this? Mike Harrison, K0 Zulu Sierra, in Troy, Missouri. Well, congrats, Mike. Yep. K0ZS, you're going to really like, going to really like the microphone. It's uh, very nice. Yeah, you will. Nice microphone. All right, Tommy. Come on. I'm wondering, is that the one with the uh, the two separate elements in it, George? Do you know? Let's see. Let's it, take it apart and see. Yes, it is. Dual element studio mic. Yeah, the uh, the narrow works really good for breaking through a pileup. Yeah. Defining the standard for amateur radio communications. Gold Elite. I didn't realize there were two elements in there, but I guess if I would have looked at the box, I would have quickly discovered that. And it comes with the mic clip and the windscreen. So, can't really see the windscreen on a black background there, can you? 
Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's very, very nice mic. Okay. Well, we were, were worried about having enough to fill out an hour-long show tonight, and we didn't have any trouble doing that. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, appreciate everyone joining us there tonight. And, you know, if we could, which in everybody a new IC7300. Or beer. Or one of Wayne's beers. But uh, we can't do that. No, he wouldn't let us. uh, Congratulations to our lucky winner there again, Ed Thomas. And his call was... WD8KCT. Okay, Ed. We'll be getting in touch with you. Thanks, everyone, for... um, for watching Amateur Logic, and it's hard to believe it's it's been 12 years now since we started this. Yeah, think we'll go 12 more? Might as well kind of, you know. I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Me neither, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, you probably need to drink that beer because it won't be any good in 12 years. 12 years, yeah. Yep. Well, Wayne will get it at field day when he comes back. All right. Well, any final parting thoughts for our viewers tonight, Tom? No, but congrats to all the winners. There are a lot of winners tonight, and I appreciate you guys hanging with us for 12 years, and uh, hopefully we'll be around for quite a few more to come. Yep. Sorry, uh, Peter couldn't be with us tonight for this celebration. I know he wanted to be here, but just, you know, really low under the weather and didn't uh, you know, that's the first time he's tonight. called in sick since uh, he's been here with us. I think it is. it has been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's been with us about 10 years, pretty close to He's been it. almost, yeah, for the full ride. Yeah. He's been here a long time. Uh, Emil, good to see you again tonight. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you really, you scared me right out of my socks while ago with <laughs> all the spooky effects there. I'm going to have to plug some speakers into my pie and go play with Sonic Pie a little bit. Yeah, go play with Sonic Pie, but in all, in all seriousness, um, happy anniversary, and, and what an awesome thing. I know I've been uh, one of the shorter term members, but it's been a ride and still enjoying it. Well, yeah, thanks, We appreciate Emil. you being with us. We, you bring a, a new a level of quality and at, cheapness at to low the problem at the same time. You know? <laughs> Where else are you going to get that? You know, we appreciate what you do for us. And uh, hey. it's hard work being a cost compliance officer. It is. <laughs> it is. You know, uh, somebody's got to do it, though. Well, Mike, it's really good to see you around this time, and we're glad you could join us on such short notice. Well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, congrats. 12 years, wow. I mean, you think about most. Uh, most TV shows don't don't last even eight. If they last eight, that's something. But twelve years, wow, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, so nobody's run us off yet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and you still have sponsors. We still have sponsors, so good ones. Yeah, good ones too, and and we still got people watching. So, uh, well, I guess we just keep doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. As long as you guys keep watching, we're well, yeah. pretty sure we'll keep making them. Yep. I, I did want to ask you one thing, though, Mike. What about the moose? Is it time for the moose to come in yet? Well, you know, I was talking to uh, a ham friend of mine the other day, and uh, as I was mentioning earlier, um, things seem to be a bit delayed by about at least a couple of weeks. In fact, um, 
Uh, most of the leaves are still on the trees. In fact, uh, there's probably more green leaves on the trees than there is, uh, you know, brown and uh, yellow and uh, and red. Um, so things are, are about two weeks late this year. Although uh, I think I was mentioning off offline that um, it, it I went from central air about a week and a half ago uh, because we were having a heat wave. It was in the high 80s. And uh, uh, night before last, it went down to below forty degrees. So quite oh, wow. a quite a change. Wow. But I notice the uh, the squirrels are starting to start starting to squirrel away uh, and forage. So it's probably not long before we're going to see the moose wanting to come in out of the cold. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. we're still we're still mowing the lawn down here. Yeah, I actually got to do mine tomorrow morning. Wow. Well, will you come back and join us again? Let's do it again again sometime. Sure will. Okay. Thanks, George. Yes. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, it's good to All see right. you again, Mike. Thank you. And um, my final parting words of wisdom, I don't really have any except, um, well, one of my old bosses taught me a little bit about string theory. It's been over 20 years ago, and I can barely remember it. <laughs> but I just wanted to pass it along, you know. If a piece of string has one end, it usually has another. <laughs> well, Somebody that, can use that. That is quite profound. Well, it was. I, you know, it really left a I, mark on me. I have one bit of wisdom that uh, this was on my wife's desk. I don't know if you can see it or not. Yeah, what is, is that it? coming through? Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't quite make it out because of just because the monitor is sort of small. I'll just read it. It says, "Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right." Wow, that that, that actually is very true. That, yeah, and I, and I got a Halloween joke. You ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, what kind of birds stick together? I don't know what kind of birds do stick together. Velcros. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Check, please. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of like the pie segment better, Emil. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being here, everyone. And hope you have, well, we won't be back again until after Halloween. So have, yep. a, happy so Halloween. have a happy Halloween. And uh, maybe we'll see a couple of you around Halloween for Ham College. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That'll be uh, coming up at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. We're studying for the general now, so. Who um, knows? Maybe we'll pass it. I don't want to have to take it again. So. <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, we're having a good time there. and uh, Might get a lot of new hands. Yeah, yeah, we've gotten a lot of, lot of encouraging emails about it, so yeah. glad you guys are, are liking that. All right, 7-3, everyone. Yeah, 7-3, see you next time. 73 73 <laughs>
Hi, welcome to Amateur Logic, episode 109, I believe, isn't it? Well, if you say I, so. I guess we need to do that again. <laughs> He's had a couple of different uh, things going on. I think he had a, a chest cold, he said, and some kind of gastronomical <laughs> problem. <laughs> uh, we, we don't really, really even want to talk about that. It's been one of those weeks, though. Uh, I tell you, for me, I've had... Um, well, I've spent a lot of time at uh, one of my transmitter sites. Had some issues out there. Uh, the gate come open and the cows got in the wrong pasture. It's just been a real ordeal <laughs> all week. <laughs> and I'm not lying on that oh, one. Oh, did that really happen? Yeah, that really happened. <laughs> Do you but, have to uh, go chase them out? With genuine Jeremy, or, let me say that again. With genuine German coffee maker. 